0: All right, Alexander, we have the resignation of Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon. Um, was this a surprise to you that yes. uh, she resigned? Yes. And what do you make of of her reasons? Some people may call it her excuse to resign. Now, she had some issues with with defining a woman during an interview the, the other day, which many many people said was kind of the... The straw that broke the camel's back for for her to decide to step down but there were a lot of other more more uh, political uh, reasons for her resignation yes, what, yes. Uh, what's going uh, on here but the first thing to say is it did
1: surprise me now if you remember if we go back a couple of weeks ago um, when you know the trust Quartin government came up unstuck um, you know about what goes on in London I I, I have a pretty shrewd idea i I have my finger if you like on the pulse of the political pulse here in london but scotland is further away and i don't pretend that i do and it seemed to me that sturgeon dominated the political landscape in scotland so completely that i'd heard some suggestions that things were not going very well for her but it didn't look to me as if these problems were anywhere near big enough to cause her fall. And I think the thing to say straight away is that this is a fall. She hasn't just left because she wants to leave. I mean, if she'd wanted to leave, if she'd left at a time of her own choosing, she would certainly have chosen a much better time than this. Um, she's The explanation she gave for her decision to go, are not actually explanations. I mean, they're not really reasons. I mean, they are exactly what he said. They are excuses. So clearly, she lost control or sensed that she is losing control of the situation in Scotland. And that is a very interesting fact because we have seen an accumulation of problems that have been working obviously, against her. The first is, there was that very, very strange business which we covered to some extent here on the Duran, the prosecution of her predecessor, Alex Salmond, the person who basically built up the SNP, who led it to power in Scotland, who led the Scottish referendum, which nearly came very close to succeeding uh, uh, back in um, 20, uh, 2015. You know, th- this was... This is, in some ways, a much more, I'd say, successful political operator than Sturgeon herself. Anyway, there was a trial. He was accused, Salmond was accused of sexual harassment of various uh, women in his close circle. He was acquitted. There were allegations, notably from Craig Murray, that this was a political prosecution and that the whole thing was set up. Murray himself was then prosecuted. Um, I I was very disturbed about the way that prosecution was conducted. He was eventually convicted, sent to prison. But I suspect that deep down, all of that, and all the things that came out over the course of all that case, the way in which um, members of Sturgeon's office had acted, um, the way she seemed to be targeting her predecessor, All of that, I suspect, beneath the surface, did real political damage. Then there was also the fact that she botched moves to call a second referendum for independence in Scotland. The British Supreme Court ruled that illegal. She very weakly accepted that decision. She wasn't prepared to go against London. That also, I suspect, lost her support in scotland then there was this very bizarre business about you know trans people i'm not going to go into the details of this you can follow it if you wish it's a, a, a bizarre story suffice to say that sturgeon seemed to take the most extreme neoliberal position that she could possibly do and that also seems to have lost her support in scotland And I get the sense, and this is probably the true story ultimately, that things in Scotland are not going well. The economy's in bad shape. Scottish society has been getting tired of uh, Nicola Sturgeon. There's all sorts of problems building up in Scotland. And I suspect people within her own party told her, look, you've got to go because you're starting to have the look of failure about you. And there's rumours of a corruption scandal looming as well. So I personally think, coming back to something you've been saying many times, I think what's brought her down is the Zelensky curse. She was a supporter of Zelensky. She's seen the effect of the war. It's causing problems in Scotland. The economy is sagging instead of booming there's all these other problems which if the economy had been buoyant would probably have been manageable but all of them together taken together have created this sense of malaise and her own party the people at the top of her own party have told her to go
0: yeah, when they resign like that, it's it's always at the end of the day, it always has something to do with with the economic situation, and then there's always some sort of scandal or corruption kind of sprinkled on top. But you know, it's exactly. it, it's it, it's the West. The West is becoming like Ukraine, and Ukraine is becoming like the West. They're they're mirroring each other in, in yes. so many ways, whether it's economic yes. or whether it's uh, it's corruption. But uh, what's what's next then for? Uh, well, what is indeed next for Scotland? Can I, I just mean, obviously be- they're not going to change course. No. I mean,
1: well, are, are, before are we discuss yeah. well before we discuss that, can I just make a point about corruption? There's lots of rumors circulating about Nicholas Surgeon's husband who um, is, has, uh, plays an important political and administrative role in the Scottish government. And, uh, and there was also some reports a couple of weeks ago that £600,000 of money that had been you know, paid to the SNP for the referendum that wasn't, that that money has gone astray. And I've noticed over the last couple of days people are somehow connecting that with Nicola Sturgeon's husband. I want to stress, these are all rumours. I don't know how much truth there is in any of this, but you can already see that people are talking and her husband has been the target of criticism before. So, you know, the corruption scandals might suddenly start to flower. Often that happens after somebody has has fallen. But, what happens in Scotland now. I have to say this. I think there's a real chance that the SNP might implode. I mean, again, I'm not fully up to speed with politics in Scotland and the mood there. But remember, when Alex Salmond led the SNP to victory in the Scottish Assembly elections, I think it was back in, 19, in 2007, 2006, in 2006, and when he almost, One, he came very close to winning the Scottish independence referendum back in 2015. It all looked as if the SNP was this unstoppable force. They were going to achieve Scottish independence. And then Sturgeon came along. She wasn't really interested in Scottish independence. She was very happy, or so it seemed to me, with the situation as it was. She was in power in Edinburgh. As I said, maybe all kinds of corruption and corrupt things were happening. She got a lot of support from the left wing media in Britain, who, you know, she became almost the sort of their hero figure. Um, And things stagnated in Scotland, and the economy started to go wrong. And she overcommitted to Zelensky, not a particularly popular policy, line of policy in Scotland, where feeling towards Russia, by the way, is different from what it is in England. So anyway, so all of that happened. And I think that there's probably a lot of people in Scotland who look at the SNP and they're looking at no longer, you know, the insurgent party that they were backing a few years ago, but a stale Corrupt establishment party. It hasn't governed that well recently. Its leader has looked out of touch and also manipulative, and the way she went after her predecessor was pretty ugly as well. So I could quite easily imagine an implosion of the SNP in Scotland. And the big question is who benefits? Well, it could be. The Labour Party or the Conservative Party, you know, they're both still there. Um, But, you know, it's an uncertain picture. And another problem the SNP has is that they don't seem to have a clear leader to take Sturgeon's place. So, you know, I, I can see this whole thing falling apart fairly fast, at least in the short term.
0: How does this affect uh, Sunak? Or, or does it? Well, this is good What's question. his government saying as they're looking at no. this?
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't think it helps him at all. I think that the situation for the, the, the British government, uh, for the Conservative government, isn't a good one. Whatever happens, I think if there's an SNP implosion in Scotland, um, two things will probably happen. You start to see um, what's left of the SNP become more radicalised. We, we might start to see, you know, people like Salmond resurface. That's going to probably create problems for London, for for the, t- the Conservative government in London. But you could also perhaps start to see the Labour Party regain some of the lost ground, in, 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 some of the ground it lost in Scotland. And that I I I, I don't see that this benefits Sunak in the long term. He's got lots of problems in London as
0: well. All right. Any other final Final thoughts on on the story. What happens to, to Sturgeon? Where does she go now? I mean, what's well? That's a very good question. She just resides in, yeah, in I know. That because sitters. again, are we going to see yeah. her as head, head of the head of the IMF or World Bank or, or something well, like well, that? It could,
1: well, well, it, well it could be. But uh, can I just say something about this because that's another reason for feeling that she was pushed rather than that she left by herself. Because you would have thought that if she really did want to leave by herself, she'd have had something sorted out to fall back on. And for the moment, it seems that she hasn't. And for the moment, the word in London is that they won't support her for any big international post. So what does happen to her? That's a very good question. You know, she, people like that don't just retire. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. But perhaps a better way of looking at this is we, we've seen the Malays. In London, we saw, you know, Johnson crashing, Trust crashing. Sunak isn't doing well. There's increasing talk in London of bringing back Johnson. Extraordinary to think. We've seen the same malaise in Scotland. And a leader in Scotland who looked a lot more consolidated than Sunak has ever looked has just gone down, has just fallen and I would have thought both Sunak and Starmer, the Labour leader who look, to be honest, not very different from Sturgeon. I think they perhaps ought to bear her fate in mind and start thinking you know, whether perhaps their position is more brittle than it looks.
0: All right. We will leave it there. Duran.locals.com. We are also on Rockfin as well. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.